Okay, everybody. Hello and welcome to Investing with IBD, sponsored by Marketsmith. Today is June 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Arusha Pires, and today we have a podcast favorite returning back to the show. Mike Webster, head of market strategy at IBD, has returned. Mike, thanks for being here. How long has it been? No, that was pretty good, but you could have had a little more gusto, like the best guy you've ever known, (laughs) the coolest, the coolest trader. But hey, it's fine if you want to downplay it like that because you had Mr. Wonderful last week so now you're the, the, with, since you've got since uh yes exactly <laughs> since since you've been here last the standards have been raised a little bit so <laughs> okay well i i just have to say it is just really hard following mr wonderful that the, i'm so proud that you've got such a huge guest thank you now, now you can go from an a lister to a z lister <laughs> <laughs> on today's podcast we are going to talk about the current market We are going to talk about the power trend and how it can help you stay in very strong markets. And then we will end the episode with three current stocks. So let's get into the, or maybe four. If if I don't talk too much. That's right. (laughs) So maybe two. We would have been done recording this this podcast already, if not uh, for all the preparation. But let's get back into the current market, the market continues to be in a strong uptrend. We have one distribution day. Uh, what I'm going to do is I will pull up the NASDAQ and give me one second here to share the screen. And okay, so we're looking at the NASDAQ here and you can see very clearly that, uh, and I'll put the little spotlight on, uh, I mean, it's just been a, just a super strong uptrend. And uh, Mike, your thoughts on, on this pretty amazing market. You know, this is really unprecedented. We've, you know, we we search for, um, we always are searching for examples, uh, basically roadmaps of, you know, when something happened in the past to use it for the, the you know, the, the current time. And there is nothing that, that has gone down this quickly and back up this quickly. So this is really uncharted territory, um, which makes it exciting, you know, it, because we typically we were like, oh, okay, well, in 1998, it did this, or in 1932, right. it did this. And we went through all of those bears, you know, back when I was here last time. And so now this is just new. And what, but what it's been happening is, is it's had this really steep channel that, that everyone, including myself, just, you know, said, hey, this is just too steep. It can't, it can't keep going at this pace, but we're trend followers. So we're not saying, we're not jumping off and saying, okay, well, it's gone up too far. So now we're going to want to, you know, go to cash and wait. We just keep following the trend until it breaks. And in, in history, that is something that we've seen, especially like in the late seventies on the NASDAQ that, that happened where it just kept running up and running up and running up. And you think, Oh, for sure it's over. And then of course in 1999, it did that too. And so you don't jump off the trend, you just ride it and you study every day to make sure that it's acting normal. And, and um, you know, I write a piece these days um, that that's in the newspaper over the week or not in the newspaper on, on the website over the weekend. And, and I go through the day-by-day analysis, and we have just been, it's been pretty much picture perfect, um, you know, ever since April 6th uh, follow-through on the NASDAQ. Yeah, it, it, I, I would say it's been even more than perfect. I mean, this is just, it, it was un, it's unprecedented, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just so strong. 
Uh, it's the exact opposite of, of the way it was back in February and March, where everything was just falling apart. We were having the markets halted every 15 yeah. minutes, right? And we were all just like on IBD Live going, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. uh, but It's like uh, if you didn't have a halt, it was like, oh, things are slowing down. Where's the halt? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so now we're, we're right back up almost at new highs. And uh, uh, it, it's just a great lesson on learning to listen to the markets. You have to. If you don't listen to the markets, if you don't have a plan in place to really uh, manage when to get out and when to get back in again, you're going to get crushed on the way down. And you're still on the sidelines waiting for a pullback that so far hasn't come back or hasn't given you a chance to get in. Yeah, you know, and, and that's kind of the sad part because I, I, you know, I'm on Twitter like you are, and and you hear a lot of people that are very smart um, people that are saying all the things that are wrong, and especially now with the the recent um, upheaval that that's been going on. But then, of course, the you know what brought this bear market um, on, or the bear market, was the whole coronavirus, and you have all the implications that they're like, oh no, a second wave, this, and and you know the world is ending. And you know what? The world was ending in February and in March, but then the market saw forward and it realized, hey, look, the Fed is on our side. I think Powell is doing an ex excellent job. He's like an A plus plus plus. And I and I used to think he was terrible, you know, back in 2018, but he completely changed and he is on board. They're pumping. Um, and you can't fight the Fed. And so what the market does is it looks forward um, and you just have to uh, just trust it and trust that, you know, what's going on are the guys and the girls that are, are running the billions and hundreds of billions of dollars. They're figuring it out and they've got it figured out. They're not going to come on CNBC or on IBD Live or or even on your great podcast and, and tell you what really is going on, they're putting their money out there. And, and that's what this trend is all about. And um, yeah, it's very special. So all you, you know, a very basic thing you can do is just follow that 21 day, which on your chart happens to be that um, pinkish or purple. What is, what color? So, it's a magenta that? kind of, I think that's what David Oh yeah, magenta. Yeah, magenta. So you know, this one right there. Yeah, we need better colors, but you know. Yeah, and uh, well, and and for those of you who are listening to it, when you get a chance, uh, when you're at home, go to investors.com/slash/podcast throughout this episode, since we have Mike Webster on, and if you know Mike, Mike loves to have show a lot of charts and go into detail a lot of charts. So this is one of those episodes which is you're going to learn a lot, and you'll learn a lot more if you. Uh, watch the video version of the podcast. Yeah, I, I would say that's that's true because you know, looking at this, it's really held the twenty-one day, and that's something that I've been talking about for two decades now. Is is so important to our style of trading is when the market is able to trend above it, and um, when it comes below it, which it will eventually, if, you know, it, given enough time, it always does. You want to see how it acts, and if you've um, looked at right around 8700 or so if you go back uh, a week from where you you've got your spotlight on where it came down to the 21 day and bounced off of it that was perfect that was picture perfect because it came down straight down scared everybody which is healthy and three days too right yeah it sold yeah. off three days and that third day came down in the morning and reversed 
Yeah, which is textbook. Right. You know, we you know it doesn't. That's how um, short corrections happen. They they're they're brutal. They're quick, and they come down. And it's typically two days down. The third day is an upside reversal, and you know it was cookie cutter. And that's where you put on the gas hard. And then what you do is you're using that low as your expectation breaker. So if it were would have closed below that low right away, then you'd have to back out real real fast of those new positions. But look at the 21 day, see how it handles itself around there. And that's where you can use it to, you know, to, you're always either, you know, increasing your exposure or decreasing. It's not just pedal to the metal the whole time or, you know, on the brakes the whole time. And, you know, one question that, <clears throat> that we've, we've gotten uh, recently or over the last month or so is, are we in a new bull, bull market? Mike, what, what are your thoughts on this? Without a doubt, of course, we're in a new bull market. Um, by definition, you know, there are the basic old school definitions of, you know, you, you're down 20%, you're in a bear market, you go up right. 20%, you're in a, a bull market, we're up over 40%, we're in a bull market. And let's go out to the monthly chart real quick, because we've talked about this in, in previous podcasts and webinars that, that we're in this major bull market that I've been saying that um, is very reminiscent of the 1949 to 1966 time frame. Well, I'm going to um, try to draw it while. while that's exactly it. that's exactly right. So now that as long as we're above that, um, in that 1949 matches up with uh, 2016. So if you you figure we've got a long long ways to go if that if that model holds true, and as long as you're above this line, you know your default is having the gas pedal down. You still look at it on a day-by-day day day basis, but your default is we're in a major bull market when you step back from it. But then let's go back to the daily chart real quick. And well, and while, while oh, we're on the weekly chart, sure. just very quickly, it, it was really interesting because uh, in February, when, when it was coming down and it broke the line, we were like, oh, Okay, well, maybe we're we're under it. Maybe this market's going to be a little bit more choppy. But one though, the one hope we were we, we had during that time was maybe it comes back up yeah. half the way and gets back above the line. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, and then and that's where it got the confidence that okay, if we get a fall today, we we might have a chance here. Yeah, and getting back above that line was you know the same thing that happened in in January of of nineteen. Um, where once it got above it, you needed to be aggressive, and that was the time to put on the, the gas pedal. It was the same thing here. So if we test this again, then that's what you need to do. As you come back through it, then you need to put on the gas pedal. Now, eventually, if you go back and study the 49 to 66, it cracked through it and, it, and then didn't come back. And then it turned mm -hmm. into a sideways market from 66 to 1982. Yep. And once you recognize you're in a time frame like that, um, it's okay because you have a, a trading range. And you know that when you get up to the top, you need to be um, you know, defensive. When you get down to the bottom, as you're coming down to the bottom, you're very, very defensive. And as you're turning up, you, you put the gas hard. So you just have to know what type of environment you're in. And you're in a major bull market from a big standpoint. And let's go back to the daily real quick. Um, you're in a, you know, really from April 6th, if you could just point out April 6th on the chart. Oh, back, April, yeah, April there. That was, that was your, your follow through day. day. Yep. Now you had a on the NASDAQ. We, on we the had NASDAQ. one on the uh, S&P over here, but that, yeah. that was uh, pathetic. Yeah, that was pathetic. And, and we were, 
yeah, we bought a little bit, but you know, we, we, we were expecting it to fail. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was a game changer on, on the six there because that's what you like to see with a follow through. Now, follow throughs are tricky because you don't have to have it. You don't have to have, you know, massive volume. You don't have to have a huge move, but you want to have it. And it's, it's great to have it. And it's very convincing. And that was, you know, you want a convincing follow through, especially after the severe devastation that we had. I mean, I've never yeah. seen anything like that. Like yeah. That. Have you? Yeah. No, no. And, and just how vicious and quick it was and how quickly we went from an uptrend to a severe downtrend was shocking. And it made me appreciative of, of having rules because my emotions would not have gotten me out uh, at a decent time. Uh, and then you had this follow through day on April 6th where it was up 7.33% on that day. I mean, you want to talk about a massive, yeah. massive follow through day. You, you don't see too many follow through days that powerful. Yeah, and actually, let's go to the weekly chart on this because there is an important point. The on there, it was an outside week on that bottom week, and oh, right. in, if you have, um, you know, I went back and studied. There were only you know three other times where that happened in a bear market situation where you were you'd hit fresh lows, you're underneath your two hundred day, you're underneath your um, your fifty day. And you had a big outside week like that. And, you know, the examples were, I think, 1973, 2000. And both of those didn't work because we continued on in the 73, 74. And, of course, in 2000, we went down to October of 02. Right. But in March of 09, it had a very similar look. So that was our one example of oh, maybe this can, you know, this is our one model, at least from a weekly standpoint, that where it was a major market bottom. And going back to what I was talking about before with very smart people who are negative, you know, you remember in 09, it was the same thing. The yep. smartest people I knew were so in touch with everything, all the, you know, all the fundamentals and laying out like this can't work. The world is still coming to an end. Yep. And Bill was sitting there going, Hey, we've had a follow through, you know, it's, you know, it's go time. And, yep. and all of us were the same thing. It's like, yeah, we were just scared to death thinking the world was going to come to an end, just like with the coronavirus. You know, mm -hmm. you, you remember yeah. at the end of March, it was like, wow, what, <laughs> what is going to happen? Uh, I, was, I was scared. I mean, and we avoided mo most of the downtrend, and I was still scared to buy at yeah. that time because, you, you, I mean, we, I had the assumption that the first couple of fall days was going to fail, right? But, but that then again, it's like, time, yeah. yeah, it does happen most of the time. But that that doesn't mean that happens every time, right? And mm -hmm. so you have to put some money to work. And it's not like I went in that hard at that point. I was maybe five, ten percent invested on at that point. But uh, but then you know it changes that mindset. It changes the momentum. And then over the next few days, few weeks, you slowly buy more, more, more. And all of a sudden, you've shifted back from a bearish kind of playing defensive uh, mode towards now you're back on the offensive because you're seeing progress on the stocks that you bought. Exactly. And you always take it. And that's what Bill has uh, always taught us. You take it day by day and you remain flexible and, and you can't ever just say, hey, I'm a bull now and I'm always going to be a bull because he would be a bull on Sunday and come Tuesday, something bad would happen. And he was you know, moving out of the market just rapidly. And you have to not care what you said before. You know, you, you said what you said based on the data that you had at that time. And you have to just be flexible um, uh, always or you're going to be dead. 
So the market is in a strong uptrend and we potentially could be in a bull market, or according to Mike, we are definitely in a bull market. Raging and, bull. and not only a major, a raging bull, and a major bull market. Uh, but remember, be disciplined. Don't run out and just start buying stocks. Don't chase stocks. Let the market come to you. Let's take a quick break. But when we return, we are going to talk about the power trend and how this indicator can help you take advantage of a great bull market. We'll be back. I am here with Scott St. Clair. Scott's one of our senior product coaches at Smith. Now, Scott, there are a ton of publicly traded stocks just on the U.S. I think it's over 5,000 stocks. Who has the time to go through all of these stocks and find the very best ones? Yeah, most people don't, right? So what you need is a tool like Marketsmith. We have decades of research on what makes a great winning stock. So we've done all the research for you. So we're going to try to highlight those specific stocks with those great data points. So if you're looking for that next great potential big winner, orange stock ideas button, you just click on it and you've got some of the main reports that we use, including the Growth 250. Yeah, and the Growth 250 is the first list that I go through on the weekends. Yeah, it's the most popular one, but there are others. There's the Breaking Out Today, Stocks Near a Pivot, and then the Blue Dot List, right, which is very popular. It's gonna show you the stocks with the best relative strength. So we've done a lot of the work for you. What you have to do is review these lists. You're going to come up with some of the best ideas in that current market environment. Perfect. Mark Smith saves you time and makes investment research that much easier. For more information, go to Investors.com slash podcast 2020. Mike Webster is our guest on Investing with IVD, sponsored by Marketsmith. Okay, Mike, let's get into the power trend. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up a Marketsmith chart again, and then we can highlight okay. the, the power trend, This the, 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 the most recent power trend. So let me go to the daily chart, and it was May 8th, right? That's so correct. It was yeah. this one right here, right? Uh, okay, so walk through the concept of a power trend. Well, first, I think walk through kind of the larger goal uh, behind the power trend, why you came up with this indicator. Yeah, so boy, it was like 10 years ago now that um, Charles Harris, a great friend of mine and, and probably the best trader that I've ever witnessed besides Bill um, and Justin Nielsen, you know, from IBD Live and I, we we took on this project of it was called market school and we were going to try to make black and white rules to um, mirror what bill was doing in the market because there's the follow through and then there's distribution but there's all this in between it's just like mm -hmm. buying a stock at a pivot and selling it at a climax well that's great but what about all the the nitty-gritty in between how hard do you put on the gas and everything so we wanted to come up with just black and white rules because you know how it goes when you're right. just kicking butt in the market you're you end up taking more risk right which is great until the end and then if yes. you've been if you've been kicked around you need to take on risk but you're too scared to because you're like wow i just lost i just lost so we wanted to have something as a gauge you know it was kind of a, a speed limit of saying oh you know how fast should i be going because if i'm going if i'm five miles going five miles an hour and the speed limit is 55 there's a problem if i'm going 100 miles an hour and the speed limit is zero i've got a problem so 
we took on this massive task and it was huge. It was something that I'm most proud of, of working with a team, a great team uh, uh, to come up with. And we just started the way Bill started with um, the model books. Um, he wanted to know what made stocks go up. So he started at the beginning and looked at them. We did the same thing with the market. And we took, uh, we printed off the history of the market on daily charts. And then Charles and I just took different highlighted pens and we said, okay, well, green is for the market you want to be in, red is for the market you want to be out. And and then the, there was something for this choppiness. And then so we, we just studied it and studied it and came up with rules. And then um, Justin helped us out with that. And he had this massive Excel spreadsheet. And we'd say, well, what if this happens? And what if that? And let's try all these different rules. And um, in the end, we came up with, you know, buy signals and sell signals, and that tallied up to how deep in the market. But then there was this other thing that would happen. And we noticed with Bill, sometimes there would be five or six days of distribution. He'd say, you got to get out of that market. That market's going down. Other times, there'd be seven or eight days of distribution, and he'd still be buying. And we're saying, there's something unique here. And what it was, was this power trend, this special time in the market where it's stronger than normal. And so we just backed into that. We looked at all these big trends in the market over time and went to the very beginning of them and just did it completely bill style saying, okay, at the very beginning, like your pivot, what do they all have in common? And we came up with these characteristics and, and we tried to keep it as simple as possible. And so- How, how many power, do you remember how many power trends <coughs> that over the last hundred years or because you, you looked at- we all looked at the markets every, that were available, right? So yeah, we uh, we looked at everything, and I will try to um, look for the spreadsheet with with them. But I'd say less than two hundred on the the history of the Nasdaq. Now well, some of them are well, short. It's a lot more than yeah. Well, yeah. What what was the shortest one? The shortest one that it got. I think it was just a, a few weeks that oh, okay. that it lasted. Okay. Yeah. Most of them are longer. It's just yeah. like a think of it like a base breakout. You know, you get those base breakouts. It's a one-day wonder. It goes up and then it comes right back down. Yeah. But it was um, in when you come up with rules, you want to make sure you're not um, reverse. You you're not a uh, data fitting, and that's what we were very careful to not data fit because we could have kept up. You know, you can go and come up with some very specific rules to get everything exactly right. But that's not going to work in the future because no. now you're just looking and saying, okay, I've got this set data. And what rules will, will work? We were very, everything, every day was be intellectually honest, which is very hard for researchers to be and be conscious of it. Mm -hmm. um, so what we came up with is that <clears throat> I'm just looking at it to make sure that I don't forget anything. Is first year um, low is above your 21 day. Um, and we use the exponential, the 21 day exponential for at least 10 days. So that's one thing. Then the next thing was your um, 50 day or your 21 had to be above your 50 day for okay. at least five days. And you always turn on the signal on an up day because that was just a, a bill concept of we never saw bill increasing exposure on a down day. So that was simple, just on an up day, just to be, again, to be intellectually honest. We could have 
had better performance if we did it on a down day. But then the last thing um, was we wanted that 50 day to be in an uptrend. Now, this is where we gave up a a lot of um, juice on it, because if we didn't use that rule, what the performance of the power trends would be a lot better. But what would happen is your your loser rate or your failure rate would go up too, because when you're coming up through a, um, a declining 50 day, the odds are stacked against you. So it's just that little bit of extra. And that's typically the thing that you had to wait for. And that's what happened here. Like where our low had been above the 21 day for a long, long period time. of time. Yep. Yeah, your 21 was through your 50 for a while, but we had to wait for that 50 day, patiently wait for that 50 day to turn in um, and to move up. Which now, was May, May 8th. Fine. May 8th. Yeah. So it was a long time since the, the fall through day of uh, April 6th. Yeah. And so this is not an extra buy signal. We were already with our market school rules. We were already five. For, we were at a plus five, which means 100 percent in early in, like right after the, the, the follow through. Yeah. Uh, and, fact- and also and, and when, when last time you came, we spent a bunch of time on when these markets get over the 21 day. You know that's a big positive, and you and you want to have more confidence in that if you have a falter day too. Exactly. So, why don't you look at the April uh, six follow through that that first one? So right there, that was your your green light. You had your follow through day, and then two days later, you were it was an up day, and your low was above your twenty one day. So that mm-hmm. was another huge signal. Plus, it was another you know, big update. And so we, we have all these rules that, that are buy signals. And so we were deep in very early. So it's not that we're waiting for the power trend. What it is, is once that power trend turns on, you say, I'm in something special. I'm in something that could be a lot longer than anyone thinks at this point. And so I'm going to just default to being more aggressive. And that with the market school rules, that translates into a whole different shift uh, of, of how we look at rules. And, and that would take six hours, honestly, to, to you know, to go through. Um, there's a home study on it and, and that gets into it. But it, essentially, it means you're more aggressive. So why don't we look at some historical examples? And what I'm very happy about is that um, we did this all off of the NASDAQ, and then you go back, and if you um, do uh, an out-of-sample uh, study that, that's on the Dow or the S&P or any other index, it's working there, too. And so we're going to start off in history, um, and I wanted to start off with 1949 because we, we had talked about how um, I was using that precedent from 1949 to 1966. So look, there's where that power trend starts. And again, we were waiting for that 50 day to turn into an, an uptrend. That was the, mm-hmm. that last missing piece. And look how far it goes. So it doesn't mean when it ends that you're waiting for that to end. You know, obviously you would have on that gap down bef- below the 50 day, you would have been out of the market. That's at right that over here. Yep. Um, and we have all these signals that would have, you know, gotten us out. But what it's saying is that when that 21 day going back through the 50 day, which is what turns off the power trend, you're waiting for that to happen to say, okay, the special occurrence is now, over. Now we have some other rules or circuit breaker rules that we were going to talk about today, but after looking at them, dusting them off, it's just too confusing. <laughs> like, we, we, like, really. Confusing. I'm glad you came to your senses on that one. Yeah. Or we, you know, we, we, I was going to have a really nice long nap. 
<laughs> during when you were going to explain that. Well, when we used to teach that at live seminars, oh my God, you'd have people passing out. <laughs> I, 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 exactly. I remember sending in what I mean, the seminar was like eight plus hours or something. Yeah. And I was like, I like the idea, but I'm totally confused. Imagine so how, like, having yeah, to teach it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then Charles wouldn't remember all of the rules, but he'd rely on Justin and I. He'd be like, well, what? What's that one? <laughs> we had this stuff down. Oh, my God. Uh, so, so for this example here with the 1949 power trend, it started on July 26, 1949, and ran all the way till June 29th. 1950. So almost a whole year. Yep. Uh, now, obviously, a few weeks before uh, you had started getting out because it started to sell off in short distribution. And then, of course, yeah. it gapped down below the 50. Uh, so most of our stocks are probably getting hammered at that point. But yeah, uh, look at that 21 day on there and pay attention yeah. to that. That That is, you know, just like it, it always says, most of the move happens above it. It comes down and goes back up. And when it when it tests it, um, in a positive way, that's again where you put on the the, the gas pedal. Yep. Okay. So, so let's look let's at another, another one. one. Okay. And we'll go through the rest of these quickly because this is something you guys should, you know, what I would do if I were you is I would, um, you know, watch this on video and then go back into to market uh, market smith, do a change date and study these. So this one is so long that it couldn't even stay on the entire chart. It's incredible. So yeah. October 28th, 1953, again, during that, that uh, major bull market, um, it turns on and it stays on this whole time. Let's go out to the next slide. And it goes this entire way until August 22nd, 1955. So and that's almost two, what, what was that? I'm gonna go back for a second. So an, a year and a half. Yeah. It's a ma that, without massive. it going, yeah, without it. Uh, I was, so what What turned uh, off this power trend? The, Did the 21 went below yeah, the 50? Just, just, just barely, barely, and it huh? went through. And wow. so rules are rules, you know? Yeah. And then what happened is it turned and went higher. And so yeah. our, um, you know, you would have st still had exposure. So it's not a sell signal. What it is, is it's saying you, your default is no longer the gas pedal. And you, you look so at- So you're getting off margin at that point? Is, is that, or- Well, yeah, you would only really be doing margin um, within market school when a power trend is on, because okay. that's the- that's, that's when it goes, because you, you have five counts in market school and then six and seven are the margin. The six and seven can only happen on a power during trend. A power, during okay. a power trend, yeah. And so you can see that gap down that happened. Yes. And that's not bad data. The other chart had some bad data. That's the Eisenhower heart attack. And Bill would often oh. talk about that and say, oh, you know, when the Eisenhower heart attack happened. Now, I don't think he would have been very brand new of trading. I'm not sure that he was actually trading in 1955. Um, but still, I mean, that was a big impact in the market. Um, yeah. And you can see that, you know, it went through this little correction and eventually came out of it. So let's look to the next one. Um, so these I had put in um, uh, in the uh, in my uh, stock market update, which is my weekly uh, piece. You that love I, plugging that. You know, I'm kidding. You. I never had anything to plug before. <laughs> Not that I'm getting anything out of it, but dude, I spend so many hours writing that thing. I no, want people to read it. It's very, very good. And we'll, and we'll show everybody uh, where it is. Uh, it's not really good. Later. It's excellent. I would it's say. Excellent. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so look at this one. This is, um, you've read uh, Darvis's book. Yes, this is when he excellent. was making yep. his money, you know, during this yeah. 1958 
uh, powertrain. The May well, night. Laura Lord is that was that? Yeah, the, that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Diners Club and that's right. Um, yeah. uh, God, was it? It wasn't Zenith. Um, I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on these, but um, was it Thigh Call? Thigh oh, Call, right. yeah, 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 Thigh yeah, Call. Yeah, yeah. So he, in fact, all of the stocks that that he traded ended up being model book stocks like he was the excellent stock picker it was he had everything right so anyways you're um you're on this entire time until september 2nd 1959 your 21 day goes through your 50 day and now you're in a you've switched gears you're 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 no longer saying hey um by default i'm being aggressive so let's fast forward i think the next one's in the 80s yeah so the the very beginning of the the major bull market, right? This yep. lasted from 1982 to 2000. This is where uh, how IBD was funded. Yeah, right. Because Bill's a stud, and he made all yeah. that money, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, no one better. Uh, no one better. And so September 2nd, 1982, it starts and ends over there in on July 29th, 1983. Again, 21 day, just rolling over uh, through your 50 day. Yep. So let's see the next one. So you guys are getting the idea. This is 2003. I remember this like it was yesterday. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Right. It was. I mean, yeah, this. Was, everyone was so scared, and that's a whole topic for another day. But so April 29th, it turns on, and um, 2003, February 27th, 2000, it turns off, mm-hmm. um, and that would help you. During that that time frame, there was you know very choppy in there. Like if you step back and looked at a weekly chart, it's like oh, it just goes straight up. You look at a daily or an intraday chart, and it's all over the place. Yeah, that's what's helpful if you have that power trend going. You're like okay, don't get stuck in the intradays or the dailies as much. Your default is to step back and say it's still in an uptrend, uh, you know, power trend. And so my default is to be aggressive. So let's look at the I think the last one. Um, so this is your, and we've talked about expectation breakers, and you can see that over on the left side of the chart before things really fell apart. Yeah, I'll move, move the picture. Yeah. So um, anyways, it starts on April 2nd, uh, 2009. Again, you know, the, the market, uh, the world felt like it was coming to an end, but yep. the, we had to follow through. Um, and this this massive bull market started, and then the, the power trend ended on February 4th, 2010. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, it's, it, and so this really just puts in, and this is one of the things when I attended the, the market school course. Did you stay awake the whole time? I did. I you did. did. My, my you, head you did were the one after. guy. Because <laughs> yeah. it was really cool. And I, and I was very, very excited about it because this is, it really had, this is really the, one of those large questions that you always ha- have, you know, uh, how long do you stay aggressive and keep pushing it? Because you know that anything can happen and the things can change in the market so quickly. And and so th- it was uh, really exciting for me uh, to to see that you guys studied this and put some rules in place to give an idea of it. So yeah, these are really really cool examples, and hopefully, you know, it's uh, it'll excite others to to go back and take a little bit more time to to study this. And now, for once, Mike, you have nothing to say. Oh, I thought you were I thought you were ending, and you know, I try to not be funny at the end because you know, I've been told keep it keep it boring, Mike. 
<laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll end now. <laughs> so look, I, I thought we were ending. So look, yeah. with the, the power trend, it is not a blanket. Um, you stay on the gas the whole time. If you, for those of you like Arusha who took market school, and I'm not trying to push it at all. I don't get a, a dime if you guys go out and buy it. So don't worry about that. That, but our count that goes from zero to seven during a power trend could go down to one or zero, and the power mm -hmm. trend still be on. Which means you're supposed to be out of the market, but it's the the power trend hasn't turned off yet. So it's not a just keep the, the pedal to the metal. It's default that if, if the market is trending up, especially if you're above the 21 day, you're hitting it hard because they don't, you know, even though I said they're probably less than 200 over time, some of those are small, some of those are long, like the ones that we just looked at. Perfect. So having rules will help you manage your emotions and give you the ability to ride strong trends for even more profit and handle these strong markets better. Coming up next, we are going to discuss a few ideas. Stay tuned. MarketSmith will give you a huge edge in the stock market. Better stocks, bigger profits. MarketSmith is the top research platform for IBD. It's just the best tool for individual stock selection. Everything within MarketSmith is designed to bring those best stocks to the surface. It does a lot of the work for you of filtering down to the potential leaders. It's when you take the training wheels off and you're ready to invest on a more professional level. MarketSmith will help you take control of your investment life. If you want to get serious about investing, start your membership today. We are back with Mike Webster on Investing with IBD, sponsored by MarketSmith. Okay, Mike, let's get into a few or maybe four stock ideas. And the first four. one, four. Okay, we're going to definitely do well, four. You, you, you control the stuff, so we could do as <laughs> many as you want. But. That's true. That's true. But I, I think... Uh, I How think about we stop Alexa when you, will, when you will, stop will, smiling? Talk. If you're not smiling, I'm not talking stuff. <laughs> then, then we're going we're gonna to be here for a while, which is totally fine with me. I don't know if it'll be fine with, with the rest of the group. But uh, yeah. as you know, we, we could sit here and talk forever on this stuff. But let's get into Tesla. And I'm sharing my screen right here again. And OK, so here's Tesla. And uh, you know I'm going to open up this panel here so we can just put. And I think we're we're both we're you know for compliance reasons we're both we both trading this. this this stock and yes. uh, we've talked about it before and, and, and I think on, on prior podcasts now this one the um, was holding up so nicely until the market came down and and when it started coming down it was really fighting it for as as big of a move as it had from. You know, if you look back at that, that October gap up and then that beautiful yep. run that it had and then the climax action, I, was, I wouldn't call it a climax top because it was, it was too close to, you know, when, the, when it started and it was acting normally and it, it, it actually perfectly um, until the market started coming down. When it started coming down, it was fighting it. It, it bounced off the 50-day the and then eventually, you know, the market took everything with it. Nothing held up. And it took this one down too. Obviously, this is a heavily shorted uh, stock, and and the valuations are crazy, and and there is huge risk because Elon likes to push things to the limit, so he he can fail. I mean, he's not he might be the smartest guy who's ever lived, in my opinion, but he can still fail, and you know, and so that pushed the the stock 
all the way down, um, touched the 200-day, the black line there, and was yep. able to bounce up. Now, this is not an ideal chart pattern. Let's toggle over to the weekly real quick. That If this was not something that you were interested in, the this is really a, a play on the CEO and on the concept and, and, and them being a real leader in, in, in the the self-driving of the future as well as the you know um, the battery cars I mean they're just light years ahead in my opinion as well as desirable so you know maybe someone else comes out with a better car at some point but still it's the you know the cool car is the Tesla to have and that's that's hard to have the, the cool thing so that's what you're trading off of, not so much the numbers, because you know if you were just trading off the numbers, you probably wouldn't trade it. And if you were just trading off of the the chart, it's a V-shaped you know cup with handle that's just too deep. So with all that said, this is not for most people. You know, it's a ton of you know there's a ton of risk, wouldn't you say? True. Yeah. Now with the numbers, actually, uh, it, it had there is some acceleration in the numbers. Uh, and I'm just highlighting these on, on, on Mark's So on the quarterly numbers, it's gone from negative 34% to positive 11% in the December quarter. And then the March quarter, 143%. Uh, and uh, so now, so, so there is some earnings momentum and sales momentum coming into it just year over year. Uh, we're using non-GAAP numbers here. Uh, but I would agree with Mike. This is more of a story play. Uh, uh, and and it's going to end either incredibly well or incredibly poorly, I think. <laughs> this, I don't yeah. think there's any in between, and, and which is perfect for Elon Musk, right? Yeah. Um, he, and I'm with you. I'm, Mike and I are both in the Elon Musk uh, fan club. Not everyone on IBD Live is in that club, which is perfect. I mean, because it, well, it we have a nice... <laughs> we have a nice balance uh, on 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 the show when we talk about the stock, but uh, this is something that's always on my radar. And uh, it, but there's more risk because it hasn't set up your kind of normal uh, base. So yeah, let's go back to the daily though to to just um, discuss kind of the technicals of it. So you had this area where if you could draw the triangle on there, that it was this most obvious, you know triangle that everyone even if you've never you know done any work with charts you could see that and you know that it was going to break one way or another i actually thought it was going to break down have a shakeout and then move higher i think that would and, been... and we had a little bit on that wednesday right yeah. last wednesday we had a little bit uh where you had that shake and, and let's you know let's pause for one second let's just talk about last wednesday we were both oh, yeah. i think on ibd live yeah uh, on that day and it was selling yeah you guys can go back if you have ibd live you can go back <laughs> and watch that that broadcast because it just kept getting worse and worse and we're all just there you know talking about it and, and then finally i think i was just like oh my god i gotta get off this show and start selling everything you know i mean you felt those emotions coming up uh but then and what people don't realize is we're sitting here watching our, our personal accounts going, yeah. you know, or, or the, any accounts that you're trading, you know, moving. Um, I'm also managing uh, Swing Trader with, in a, you know, I'm, I'm doing with Justin and we're, we're, you know, messaging back and forth, remove this, add this or whatever. And yeah. so, yeah, that was, I would say, uh, without a doubt, the most stressful time that we've had and I, I uh, on live. And it, I found it a lot of fun because, you know, it's fun to be pressured, you know, if you if you handle it 
Right. Yeah. And, and on that show, you know, I have such huge respect for you. You know, you said uh, the exact right thing. Step back and look at the weekly charts. And, you know, that and that's always what you have to do in those cases when the, everything is getting killed. Now, that does not mean that you don't take action. You don't sell. Right. But you step back, you look at all your charts on a weekly and you go, are they still acting normal? There's normal. There's abnormal. You know, that's the kind of the, the motto that we always do. If it's abnormal, you sell it. Now, there's also if you're like up to your eyeballs in stock and you're 150% on margin and the weekly chart looks good of everything you own and the market's coming down, you still need to take action because you could your stocks could be fine, but you could have just gotten over your skis. So exactly. It doesn't mean that you don't take any action, but turn off the interday chart. Don't even look at the daily chart. Look at the weekly, like you said. Assess things there first, then look at your account and say, okay, is my drawdown too heavy? You know, what happens if this happens, you know, continues for three days, where am I going to be? So Bill would say there's the quick and the dead. And so you do have to take some action, but, but that's also why you grade your stocks ahead of time. You know, what your A, your B and your C, your C stocks, get rid of them, you know, Mm -hmm. but what was nice about this (laughs) on that day, excuse me, was it held up so much better than everything else with his, and that was kind of the tell. And you're always yes. looking for the tell, like, you know, yep. poker players tell of, wow, everyone saw this. It should have come down, but it came down to the, the bottom of that triangle and just went right back up. And then we were going into the weekend, right, if, yep. of the SpaceX. And yes, SpaceX has nothing to do with this directly, but it's that halo effect, as, as everyone used to talk about, Um Apple and all those products that one would overlap onto the other one. And that's what's going on here. That launch was beautiful. It brought it. I cried. It it was, it was so wonderful. Had my kids watching. They just didn't get their 18 and they're like, what? Well, I mean, you remember it's like uh, years ago, like when, when, when we were young, the, the, the shuttle launchers were huge. And everyone would kind of stop and watch. And I remember when I was young, we went to a shuttle launch. Like in, oh, in you did? Cape, yeah, which was really cool. Uh, and um, so, so, so yeah, it, it was kind of, it was pretty neat to see that and people getting excited about the space program again. Yeah, it was nice. And and I have to say, I mean, we got, as a family, we got very lucky because that the, the, the shuttle that blew up, um, that tragic event that yeah. uh, my mother was trying to be on that. So they were picking a, no a school way. teacher and then you had That's to go right. through all these hoops to get on there. And she wow. was, you know, she, she was, you know, I was relatively young, so I didn't understand exactly how far, but my understanding is pretty far along. And I think she was, you know, upset that, you know, but she would never show it. She's a perfect person. But then when that happened, it's like, wow, that really hit home for me because it's like, wow, that could have been, you know, You know, so that danger of going up into space that anything can happen, those two guys, you know, astronauts could have perished. And so it was beautiful. It was flawless. It was unbelievable. And that translated, I think that was the catalyst that translated over to this move up. And we were both talking the other day that we think that it could easily shake shake out and, and go um, scare people out with that, that gap up. So you don't go too heavy yet, but, um, you know, I think it looks really good. Tons of risk. Um, this is one of my favorite stocks, but it, it carries 
massive amount of risk because you've got the shorts on there that are getting squeezed right now. And, it, and you see that, that big downside reversal that where it hit the 869.82 right mm -hmm. after the earnings. Right. And that was when I forget what the hedge fund manager was. He started questioning some, uh, some of their accounting and that pushed it right down real fast. So yep. that's still in the cards for, you know, a car crash on an autopilot or, or what have you. I mean, bad news is going to happen. It's just, um, you know, it, it, that's why you don't, you can't build as too big of a position. Yeah. So, so keep an eye on it. Um, and you just know what you're dealing with. This is this is definitely one of the the riskier stocks that that I'll you know play with, uh, and I don't like to have too many risky stocks <laughs> out there. So keeping in mind, if it were to go uh, you know start to fall apart, and I was in it during that 869, and I was rapidly lighting, lightening up, and and so just know what you're dealing with because you have to be quick to to get out of it if it goes against you because it can fall apart uh, pretty fast. So let's go to the next stock. And the next stock is uh, Datadog. And let me pull that up. The ticker symbol is DDOG. And so here's an, a new company that has tried to go a few times to try to jump out of a consolidation back early on when it went public and formed a couple of handle, try to go and then fell apart, then formed a kind of a, a larger, deeper cup during the pandemic started to run and a lot of these stocks have done this, but they broke out right before earnings. And uh, like a lot of the other stocks, this, this is probably the kindest earnings season I think ever. Um, they yeah. gapped up, right? At the reactions have gapped up. Uh, it's acting really, really well, uh, super extended right now. Mike, what do you like about this? Yeah, so when it first came out, you know, I didn't, I wasn't that into it because it seemed like just too volatile um, for me, and then this last cup that it that it formed, I wasn't crazy about that either because it, you know it's pretty deep, and yeah. you have that gap down um, in the middle of the base that you know that I wasn't a fan of. But you have to be flexible, and that's something that Bill has taught us that you know you you change as the data changes, like I said earlier. And this is forming not a high tide flag, but it's the uh, in the spirit of a high tide flag. And and mm -hmm. why I say that is. I'm seeing a lot of people, especially on Twitter, saying, you know, certain things are high type flags because they're just measuring a 100% move. And, um, you know, I talked to Bill about, you know, where do you start the beginning of the move? And it was very, it was a squishy conversation because it was, uh, it's an art. It's, there's not an exact science. So I went through back when I was doing pattern rec and, and tried to make it an exact science. And, and it is very tricky and it's proprietary, but in general, you're never ever looking at it from the bottom of the base. So the, the 2888 that it's moved up from there, that's not your flagpole. Your flagpole okay. is going over some sort of area of resistance. You can't have too much overhead. So I would say just shortly, just exactly. Just that day right there, because you had a little bit of, you didn't have immediate overhead resistance. Um, you weren't down in the bottom position of it. And that's where you start. And even if you start it there, you're not quite at 100%. But the reality is a lot of the um, even classic high type flags that the bill had traded or, or modeled um, the pattern after really were only their flagpole was you know up 90% or 85%. And then they went on to have huge moves. But still, this is in the spirit of it. And so what do I mean by the spirit? Let's go over to the weekly. And, and there's two ways to look at his rules or 
black and white, it's either it is or it isn't. And in this case, it wouldn't be a high tide flag. But if you look at the spirit of the rule, is you have this rapid advance and then you don't give up much room. Now he would yep. say four to eight weeks up 100% and then you don't give up 20, more than 20%. It's really more like 25 to 28%. And when you look at a larger sample size, especially like a taser, the AAXN, the 2003-2004 move is something we're studying. And you'll see that the flags can get deeper to, you know, to a 28% there. So this is within that model of the flag pull. It's not giving up, or, or the, the flag itself, it's not giving up much room. So what's that telling you? It's telling you that, that people used to think this was a $40 stock. Now they think it's a $70 stock on both sides, the bears and the bulls. They're fighting each other and they're still it's it's in balance. So there's no real new price discovery at this point. And that's saying that this is now a $72 stock until proven otherwise. So it's tight for a, a highly volatile stock. So this is setting up for what I think is like a flag, a high type flag potential move. Now I'm not in it yet and I'm looking to get in, in it and let's go back to the daily. Um, and you should study all the high type flags that Bill has in his book and notice that, that it's not always the how to make money in stocks book. How to, yeah, how to make money in stocks. It's not always the absolute peak that it has to go over. You're looking for some sort of area of resistance. So what I would say with this one, you could make an argument that near the close that it actually went over that resistance of a, of a few days ago. Or mm -hmm. you could say the day before that top day, that was your resistance. Um, so... But it's tricky, you know, because yeah. this could still go sideways for another couple of weeks and still be in character of that high type flaggish type of move. But um, yeah, I'm very impressed with it. And, you know, I used to think it was a, a dog, but, you know, um, <laughs> I really, you know, and, and there is something um, special there. Okay. So, so data dog, another one to keep on your, uh, radar, a super strong move. Uh, just remember also this one is, is going to have a, a care a little bit more risk, but yeah, I mean, so, a sometimes lot risk, yeah. a, lot, a lot more risk. Yeah. Um, not, maybe not as much risk as a Tesla, but it, it is pretty close with the way how extended it is right now. It's not near one of the, our traditional buy points that we look, but it is a super strong move that you want to has a spirit of a high tight flag. So let's get into what we'll, we'll go to Lulu very quickly, Mike. Uh, because uh, you wanted a yeah, this was just a point and... where you just have to admit that you're you're wrong, you know. And and when this was coming up, I remember Scott Sinclair, a good friend of both of ours, yeah. that is also on IBD Live. He was, you know, really for this, and I was really against it because I think oh, let's go out to the weekly chart that I just thought, hey, look, you know, I'm a cheap dude, like I'm not going to be wearing you know, while we're all confined to our house, I'm not going to be wearing uh, Lulu stuff or buying extra Lulu stuff because yeah. it's a show-off type of thing. You know, it's like, hey, I've got this cool Lulu pants or shirt or what have you. Now, I've never worn them, so maybe they're as comfortable as everyone says. Apparently, they're, they're, they're uh, yeah, I haven't worn them either. Apparently, they're really comfortable. Scott wears them or Scott has some, not the, and his, and his goes, wife, I think just a yeah, regular. His wife has a, yeah. a bunch of, stuff and she's a yoga instructor so and jim would, harbaugh uh, who's the, the the head coach of the michigan wolverines and former head coach of the san francisco 49ers and pretty well known in in, in football circles but 
he's all about i think he's maybe even is one of those uh celebrities for them but he all he wears i think is like blue, blue pants which surprised me because he's such a kind of the man manly man uh and, but he's happy to wear blue, blue pants because they're re- really comfortable well i'll have to say the guys behind me buddy guy and johnny lang great guitar players i've never seen them wear lulu so there still is an audience that they have to reach out so if you see buddy guy out there wearing you know polka dot lulu outfit man okay there's no one left to buy but look the, the point is i'm not in this i'm looking to get back into it and you just have to admit when you're wrong and, and i remember um we were trading coach back in the early maybe 2004 2005 yeah. and this seems so similar that um you know i gave it to bill over the weekend of, to, for us to put on our um on our list you know that, that we would sell to institutions that's what we could trade off of and he um he was trading it and he's like why you know why aren't you trading and i said i looked at it you know it's 300 dollars for a purse who would pay that much for a purse yeah. i didn't know that was cheap for a purse and so you have to you know just kind of put your personal um take on things aside and just look at the reality of what is the chart doing the, the chart exactly. just was telling you you know what people are buying you're wrong mike and and be and and be flexible so yeah I, and and I, I mean this is a good example sometimes there some, some of these bases and this is kind of a very v-shaped type of cup with handle that broke out maybe five weeks ago and we're in that kind of market where these things are going to work and uh yeah, I mean, in the end, if it has such a great story, which Lulu obviously does, uh, there are going to be a lot of institutions that are happy to park a bunch of money in, into the stock. Yeah, and I don't think that there was an, an ideal entry point. So I'm not saying that I'm, yeah. I'm not kicking myself for missing it. What I'm saying is I didn't believe in the thesis right now. And the point is it's just kind of like the people that are negative on the general market. Mm-hmm. that You know, saying, oh, geez, the coronavirus is still going to, you know, there's going to be another wave. It's going to bring everything down. Well, no, the market's going up right now. And so that thesis is wrong. My thesis on this was wrong. So you just have to be flexible. It was more of a teaching point than anything. Let's go to the last stock here. And it's Lavongo Health. L-V-G-O is the ticker symbol. And I just put it on the daily chart, Mike. And what do you like about uh, this chart? You know, I I'm in this one. Um, just got I into it. Yeah, I I've been trading it a little bit here and there, but it, but today I reestablished a position, and I do think this this is a high tight flag. And um, so I'm starting this a, a couple days before it broke out of that um, what's being um, displayed as a consolidation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm starting the um, yeah right down there. Is where I'm starting the flagpole. So it's more than doubled. Yeah, yep. exactly. It's more than doubled. It's moved up. You you had your rapid advance. I had that 41% within um, three weeks of of breaking out of that area. Now it's held in tight. I think it's probably about 24, 25% deep from that 63.55 down to the tell, which was on that bad Wednesday. How it shook out, went back and closed at the highs. Really should have been buying it on on that day and I right. just missed it. You know, your mindset on that day is, you know, defense and protection. It's not, I'm going to buy the craziest stock in the market. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but, but I was watching this stock. I was like, oh, maybe it'll come back to the 50, give me a real chance to get into it. But the best stocks, they just don't do that a lot. Yeah, they, they don't. So anyways, this is breaking out of a uh, what I think is a high tight flag. 
that doesn't mean it's going to work. It's just like you see a cup with handle and it, it breaks out. They don't all work. Right. So, you know, it was, in my opinion, um, if you can draw a declining tops line um, in there, that it broke out of that today. We put it on our swing uh, trader product um, that, that Justin and I um, run, and we're going to do a webinar on it uh, on swing trader uh, next Wednesday for anybody who takes the product to kind of get into the more of the details or if you're taking a trial. And and this was a pretty aggressive one for us to put on because we're we, we tend to put on a little bit slower, tamer names. So this might not work out. Um, but I, I think it has huge potential from you know what I understand about this is you know they're tackling the important things like the diabetes and and the hypertension and, and yep. you know all the things that you know you know that some people have to deal with. And so it is, um, you know, and there are a lot of people in, in, in my category that, that are going to benefit from a company like this. Um, so I think a, a huge potential, again, lots of risk. Let's look at the weekly chart real quick before we wrap up. And what's nice about this um, that is so impressive is the sales growth. You know, unlike the Tesla that we were talking about that, yeah, it has some acceleration, but it's really a story. This has 100% after 100% sales growth, Remarkable. Yep. you know, um, and it's just a couple quarters of, of some positive numbers on there. But it's really, it's a rapid sales and, and most of the time, 30, 40% sales growth is enough. This is 100%, you know, every quarter for six, eight quarters. That's huge. Yeah, and, and so another one to definitely keep on, on the watch list on that weekly chart, you can see that really strong uh, reversal, but definitely do uh, some research on it. They, they are well positioned, but you also want to understand the story uh, behind this, uh, especially when you start getting into some of these stocks and you try to build a bigger position. Uh, so there are a few ideas that are worth adding to your watch list. Thanks, Mike, for joining us today. Thanks for having me back. It was so nice. Next week, we are going to have another podcast favorite on the show. We are going to have Jim Ropel. He's going to be returning back. Jim Ropel is. You didn't tell me that. So I'm <laughs> yeah. sandwiched in between like the yeah, two biggest pretty, dudes. Pretty, pretty tough. Pretty pretty tough for you, Mike. That's messed up. I'm <laughs> Jim Ropel is the the, the founder of Ropel Capital Management on, on the show, and and uh, maybe we'll broadcast that when Mike gets me back too. I, I'm going to get you back. Yeah, Jim is as smart as it gets, man. And and yeah, he's uh, he's always uh, super positive, uh, super encouraging, and you learn a ton. So you definitely want to check out that show too. So that's it for this week on investing with IBD. I'm Arusha Pierce, and as always, thanks for listening. And for this week's notes and charts, make sure to go to investors.com/podcast where you'll find details for each episode in the podcast episode section. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate it. You can also send us your questions and comments to investingpodcast at investors.com. We would love to hear from you and may use your comments on an upcoming episode. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making any investment decisions.